The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. And good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we sure are glad you could join us tonight. We've got an interesting show here for him, Janine. Uh, some, right. You know, coming up on this time of the year and some valuable information for him. So, right. And, but, but first, we always... Always. In the news. In the news, right. And there were some really interesting things came out in the news uh, this time, uh, this week, past week or so. Um, one, and you know... I would venture to say that just about everybody we talk to, this is one medication that they are on, and that's an, some sort of an acid reducer. Or a proton pump inhibitor, yeah. or a PPI. Or PPI. It is one of the most, it's in the top 10 prescribed drugs in the it country. And I, I would say probably three or four of them are in that top 10, so yep. it makes them as a whole real high up there in prescribed medications. Yeah. Now, this was a study that was done by the American Society of Nephrology. Which, yeah. which Nephrology they're, they're is a study about of kidneys. kidneys. Right. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing was looking at does acid reflux medication, or PPIs, increase kidney disease? And the answer was yes. Um, uh, unresounding. Right. Yes. A pretty high percentage increase. And this, this study was looked at at John Hopkins University. So it was not done at a you know, subpar university or anything. But what they did was they looked at a lot of people. It was a pretty big study. And they took about, you know, over 10,000 people that they followed over like 14, 15 years. And they looked at those amount of years and they knew whether they were taking the, you know, acid reducers and they looked at how much it increased kidney disease. And they showed that any, the people taking PPIs Mm -hmm. were 20 to 50% more likely to develop chronic, chronic kidney disease. Yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty significant, and you know, and like I say, I, I would venture to say that almost everybody we talk to um, when they first come into us, that's at least one of the drugs that they're on. Right, and I mean, uh, not only has this been shown to increase kidney disease, we mm-hmm. have talked about in other shows in mm-hmm. the news recently, recently. how it's mm-hmm. increased um, osteoporosis. And oh, I yeah. think that one's been all over <laughs> the main media. That's been all over the main news, right? Is yeah. that the reflux medications because it depletes a lot of your nutrients, and right. so when you deplete a lot of the nutrients then you do get bone loss. You can't absorb the nutrients you need. You can't, you know, you have stomach acid for a reason. And like we always tell people, if you have acid reflux and you have some of these problems, there are other things that you can do instead of PPIs. Right. I mean, you know, one of the things that we always talk about is, you know, okay, that the reflux, if you will, is simply a symptom of something that's gone wrong and we need to fix whatever's wrong. Right. It's not that we're just deficient in a PPI. Right. So yeah. that's one thing that we tell people is there's other things you can do. And, you know, looking at the study after study after study that came out, because one of the other studies was done at the Mayo Clinic. And right. they, they pretty much at the end of their conclusion said that if you don't absolutely need it, 
then you should not be taking it. And what they considered to be absolutely needing it is like severe ulcers, pep, you know, bleeding mm-hmm. ulcers. Right. And that is where you need the medication is if, say, you need an eight-week treatment. Right. And so it's not a long-term thing. And they're showing people it's taking it long-term or the people it's having all these problems. Short-term use is probably okay. Um, but it's a long-term use that's causing all these problems. But venture to say that the average person that we have... They put that, them on it forever. That, well, the average person that we talk to clinically, uh, typically, they're on it for... Many years, right? You know, three to five, and we've had some people ten. Well, that's because they don't fix the underlying problem. You throw them on an acid reducer, you help the symptom, and when you get off of it, the symptom's going to be worse because the problem wasn't addressed. So you always want to address the problem, not just the symptom. And uh, typically, that's what you're eating. Yeah. So studies from the Mayo Clinic, and now studies from John Hopkins University, all saying, you know. Be careful with the PPIs. Yes, especially it's not. It's not just us saying it. No, it's not us. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. That's the perfect of this. A purpose of this uh, in the news stuff. Now, something else that came up, and then this is the other drug that everybody's on, and that's some sort of blood pressure medication. Right, and now we're definitely not saying stop your blood pressure medication. No. We're definitely not saying that. But what this, what this study was showing, and it was you know its headlines was blood pressure meds can't undo all the damage. True. Um, if you have high blood pressure. Again, there's a problem. Right. And if you're not addressing the problem, what they're saying in this is, okay, you can take your blood pressure medication, and it may bring down your blood pressure. Right. But it's not undoing all the damage that, that you had in the first place because you're not treating the problem. Right. And the underlying problem is, you know, for whatever reason, you know, the, the stiffness or restrictiveness of the, the blood vessels to dilate like they're supposed to. Uh, you know, there's there's a host of things. It could be the kidneys are getting involved. I mean, there's right. a host of things that going on there. And that's not really looking at underlying right. problems. I mean, I see many, many people that come in that had high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and they go to their doctor. Mm-hmm. They get put on blood pressure medication. And we ask them, did you have any lab work done? And most of the time, the answer is no when it's high blood pressure. Uh, probably not. They don't the look right. at underlying reasons that might be right. causing it. You know, like, for instance, could it be low vitamin D? You know, could it be some of the other nutrients yeah. that that's, uh, the person's low in? So, yeah. So, something to think about. You know, if you're on a blood pressure medication, um, I, I think the thing that we try, try to stress to people is, you know, just because you're on a blood pressure medication doesn't mean that that's it. Well, it doesn't mean that you're going to be healthy just because it lowers it. Because there's still, whatever you were doing or your lifestyle or things that you were eating or things that, and being overweight, all that could be contributing to your blood pressure issue. And if that is not addressed itself, then you're still going to have the underlying heart disease. That's true. And cardiovascular risk, not just because of the blood, you know, just now lowering the blood pressure may keep the heart from enlarging. It may help a few things. And when you do want to control blood pressure, we're not saying that. No doubt about that. Um, But you also want to look at underlying problems, which is kind of what we talk about a lot is prevention. Prevention. And things that you Mm -hmm. can do to keep from getting problems and how to be healthy overall and how to live healthy and be healthy. Exactly. Now, uh, speaking of living healthy and being healthy... Here comes a study out of the British Medical Journal about the consumption of sweetened drinks now linked to heart failure. Yes. Oh, my God. It was talking about uh, diabetes uh, just recently. And, well, they know over and over that it's linked to diabetes. I mean, we yeah. and I think, I mean, we have seen over and over, I have had even people recently with blood pressure. We just mentioned high blood pressure. Exactly. Um, if we change people's diets and take them off of the sugar and the sugary drinks and you know the, the high carbohydrates and your all your breads and grains mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all those things their blood pressure usually does go down well it, it actually showed in this particular study they talked about you know consumption of these beverages sweetened beverages like you know your sodas and so on 
uh, even Jews, you know, uh, and it's linked to changes in blood pressure, concentrations of insulin, and insulin can be a really bad boy, uh, and of course glucose, and your C-reactive protein, which is which is an inflammation marker, right? And of course your C-reactive protein, that inflammatory marker, and if you do the HS CRP, which is talking about getting very specific to the cardiovascular system, we see that all the time, and of course weight gain, and of course weight gain has got its consequences too. So. It's really kind of interesting in that, uh, you know, that now they're looking at it. And they show that, and what's really interesting, one to two cans of sugary drinks per day, you have a more than 26% greater risk of developing type 2 diabetes. You have a, of women who do this, have uh, over a 75% higher risk of gout. Yeah. And I, I don't know how many times I hear from people, well, I just have one a day. Yeah. Well, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Um, I always tell people, you know, you're setting yourself up that once, and it, I mean, it takes you probably a good 24, 48 hours to get over the sugar that you just drank. Yeah. So it's one, one a day is all it, all it takes to do it. So. Yeah. And, and, what, and here's the sad fact about heart disease, or about heart failure. I mean, once you have that, they say it's an epidemic, uh, and they say it affects, you know, you know, something like 20 or 30 million people worldwide. Uh, they say a person, once you have developed this, you know, heart failure, uh, for congestive heart failure or whatever it is, however, depending on how it's done, uh, you have only a 50% chance of survival after five years. Ten years out, your chance of surviving is 10%. Right. And they look at, you know, if you think about it, what is heart failure? It is when the heart can't pump enough blood can't for what your body needs. Right. And so, you know, you have to have the blood pumping for every other organ to work properly. So mm-hmm. it's not just the heart. But when you start looking at, they say it's an epidemic, and there's no doubt we no agree. Doubt. I do think the sugary drinks, like they looked at here, is a big factor because, you know, the more sugar people eat, the more other problems that they have. But another factor that we've seen in a lot of research is the overuse of statin drugs. And that they know that the depletions that statin drugs do, the CoQ10 and the selenium that is depleted, can increase risk of heart failure as well. So if you're on a statin, you must, must replace your Certain nutrients, selenium, like your CoQ10, and even the K2, or it increases right. likelihood of stiffening of the arteries. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Right. And, you know, and, well, yeah. I mean, there, there's so many things you can do. You know, we had a whole show on nutrient depletion. Right. And, you know, so if you're on medications and you start depleting nutrients. Um, and that's and, a lot of the reason heart failure is because not just right. the statins, but a lot, a lot of, of medications, medications right. deplete CoQ10. Right. I mean, even your beta blockers that you're taking for your blood pressure deplete your CoQ10, which in turn can lead to heart failure. Right. And so if you drink a couple of these sugary drinks and you take a few of these medications, then you're just setting yourself I up. I was going to say, you know, that I think that's the uh, the cascade of events. Right, it's multiple uh, things. It's multiple things. Okay, you say, well, I only drink, a, a you know, one soft drink a day. Okay, do you take any medications? Well, yeah. You take a statin? Well, yeah. Okay, so if you drink a soft drink, you have a statin drug that you're taking, and maybe you have some of these other medications that we talked about. I can tell you, you can go back and listen to the whole show. We had a whole show on that. And you start adding all that up, all of a sudden, you're at a high risk of heart failure. Right. And heart failure is not good because they have shown there's really no true treatment. Now, medically, there's not a treatment. Naturally, we can use high-dose CoQ10, and it ha- we have seen some great benefits with health. that. Right. But you don't want to wait until you have it. Again, no. prevention is Prevention is the-, the key to the whole right. thing, yeah. You don't want to wait until you have heart failure because it's not a good thing to have. All right. Now, for those of you who out, out there who have heard, oh, you can just eat everything in moderation. That's the kind of diet you need. Everything, anything in moderation, just as long as you don't eat too much of it. Well, it seems that the University of Texas Health Science Center at Houston 
took this and debunked it. Right. Well, they did a, I mean, they looked at all the research and the studies and all this stuff yes. and says that that is actually very bad advice. Very bad advice, <laughs> actually, as they said. Uh, everything in moderation. Of course, that, you know, we've heard that one, you know, time and time again. Uh, oh, everything in moderation. Anything, you, just whatever you want to eat, just make it in moderation. One soft drink a day is not going to kill you. Oh, really? Right. Uh, that last study said it well, might. I, I think one of the problems is what even people used to consider moderation has changed. Oh, that's um, true. You know, I have people that, you know, they eat cookies every day, and that is actually to them, they're not eating cookies at every meal, so that's actually in moderation. Yeah, and exactly. It, it really, years and years and years ago, people didn't do that. And well, as we're it seeing wasn't them, available. Right. And as we're seeing them do it, and where sugary treats are so available and right. so common and so thought to be a good diet, mm-hmm. as long as you don't eat the whole pack, um, we're seeing worse and worse health problems. Well, if you go through, you know, any of your fast food places, anything like that, you know, any any place you go, say, pick up lunch or whatever, you know, things like, for instance, breakfast is probably one of the worst things. You know, the muffins and the sugary muffins, the and donuts, the biscuits and, the biscuits and things like that. All that stuff adds up. And honey buns. Yeah, and, you know, all that sugar. <laughs> and you're spiking that insulin and so on. And then when you add to that, oh, well, let's have that soft drink or let's have that latte that's got 600 calories of sugar in it. You know, all right, okay. We're kind of adding insult to injury there, folks. Well, okay, coming up on a break here, folks. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about things you need in your medicine chest for for this time of year. For cold and flu season. Yes. Be right back. There's something special about Doctor's Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194.
You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Uh, Tonight's show is about uh, natural products that you need in your medicine chest for this time of year. Right, because we're we're cold and flu season. Cold and flu season, right. Yeah, we're at the beginning of (laughs) November, so it's about that time. Um, Many places around the country that are probably listening to us are already and maybe even having snow. I've seen a few places that are saying it's snowing. Uh, That's true. They're having some uh, in Northern California. Where where we are, we're still a little warm, but um, it takes us a while to get cooled off in our area. We never get really cooled off, too. Not what we call what everybody else might call cold. No. But anyway, there's but we some still things. have a cold and flu season. We do. I mean, there's mm-hmm. even in even in the deep south, which mm-hmm. is where we are, and it doesn't get near as cold as the rest of the country. You still see the colds and flu. Sure do. And so there's some things that we use a lot. Um, you know, during this time of the year, there's certain you know people coming in constantly wanting things for being sick and having colds and flu. And a few of the things it's best if you take them immediately. So when you take TEFT immediately, it works way better than waiting for two to three days after that virus has multiplied and got a hold of it. Yeah, typically, once that virus has got you in its grips, so to speak, you're just going to have to work right it out. I yeah, mean, there, so it's there, always better. Make it go yeah, away that so that's quick, why right. we thought we'd do a show on what to have on hand. Right. And that way, you don't have to wait and get it. And you don't have to go out while you're sick and get it. You can have it in on hand and then... Start taking it if you start having a problem. Yeah. Now, there, there may be some folks out there that understand the, the uh, term prepping or being a prepared citizen. And if you're prepping, you got to think about this stuff. Prep for winter. Prep for cold and flu Prep, season. Yeah. I mean, don't wait until you get don't sick. Wait, yeah. Don't, you don't want to run out once you have it. And, and Well, of course, you know, here's what happens. Somebody winds up with you know this flu, then they start running out going and to— And spread it to everybody yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> then they're just, you know, kind of, well, you know, spread it around a little bit, you know. But if you've got this stuff in your medicine cabinet or medicine chest, however you look at it, you know, in your armament for the winter, okay, you can prevent, you know, a lot of things from happening. You know, we, like you said, the first signs of of a cold or flu coming on, the tickling in the throat or whatever you might have, that's when you need to start treating. And if you've got it readily available, you can do it. Now, one of the first things, Janine, you and I have been using God for years and that's the arabinogalactin. Right. Arabinogalactin. It is a polysaccharide that is from the larch tree. Right. And the larch tree, and you know, years ago, of course, when the research before the research, there was this tree. And well, it's a large pine. Yeah. Right. And it did not get the other diseases the other trees had. Yeah. And it could be in a whole bunch of trees, and all other trees get this fungus and bacteria and all this stuff, but this tree didn't get it. So they started saying, huh, what's in this tree that makes it different? And so it was something called arabinogalactin in the bark of the tree. Now, now, someplace else that you see this is in a lot of your mushroom compounds. Yes, has some you, can get, you can get right. some too. So that's why a lot of the mushroom compounds have such uh, immunity system uh, production for them is because they have a small amount of arabinogalactin. Yeah, so it's definitely been shown to have immune-enhancing properties. No doubt about no that. Doubt. And um, it's also, one of the things that they've researched is it's a prebiotic. It right. feeds your probiotics. And we've talked over and over how important probiotics are for the immune system. Very. Well, when you get a prebiotic, they've actually found that after taking arabinogalactin, it increases your probiotics without taking probiotics. 
Right. They, they can survive better. They right. can survive better. They can multiply better. So that alone affects the immune system because right. we've mentioned before how 70% of your immune system is it's your, your own gut. bacteria. Right. Yeah. Now, one of the really good things about arabinogalactin is it is so safe for pediatrics. Yeah, I, we've given it to, I mean, literally just two or three days oh, old, yeah. week old children. We've you know? had people just take their finger, stick their finger in yes. it and stick it in the baby's mouth. And, yes. you know, for little sniffles and things like that, because you don't want to start putting babies on antibiotics instantly. Nope. So if they start getting them, because babies are born without a real strong immune system. Right. And so that's why kids, of course, get sick and so do the elderly, because both immune systems, you know, you start out with a lower immune system, and then in later years, your immune system kind of fades, too, just right. from other health problems you might have. Right. So the arabinogalactin is something, and it is even something you can take preventatively. So we have a you lot can. of people that might, if somebody around them is sick, say their spouse is sick or their kids mm-hmm. are sick, the rest of the family can start taking it for prevention as well, just to keep from getting sick. One group of people, uh, Janine, that we deal with all the time, and that's teachers. Yes. You know, and teachers, uh, you know, because like, like, face it, you know, they've got the, they're, they're in a classroom with all these students, you know, 20, 30 students every day, and somebody in that group's going to be sick. Yeah. And so the, stu- the uh, students are always, you know, kind of uh, exposing the teachers to this. And some of these teachers, when they first start teaching, especially, uh, they get everything that comes down the pike. They're getting it. Yeah, especially the first and second year teachers. Oh, yeah. They get everything. They, they have get it. Horrible. They don't have the immunity to it yet. And right. They're and not used to being around that many kids, so it does make a difference. It now, really does. So we always suggest having a rabinogalactin in the, in, yeah. in the medicine chest because anybody in the family can use it. Any age. Right. The only people that really could not use rabinogalactin is somebody with a organ transplant because you never right. want to boost the immune system. Right. And, and pretty much other than that, there's no medications that it's been conflicted with. Nope. Um, that's the good thing about it is how safe it is. Yeah. Because it has a type of a fiber in it, every once in a while we'll have somebody that gets a little gas from it. That's probably the one side that's effect of anything yeah. that gets it, but it's very, very safe to use. Right. And, and the good thing, like I say, back to those teachers, you know, what they'll do is they'll take a, a scoop of it, uh, you know, preventatively, like every day through the week. Yeah, maybe just five days a week. And, yeah. Yeah, just, you know, or even other, every other day. Every other but day. You can do it preventatively, like but yeah. it's definitely something you want to have if you start getting sick. Right. You want to start it immediately. Now, something else that, that we use, and gosh, we've used this one for, I guess, probably It's one of our first years. products. Yeah, I mean, probably. Well, yeah. One, I mean, it wasn't the first, but it was no, one of our one first of things first. that we came up with. About 18 years ago, we st- we've kind of bumped into this stuff, uh, and it's called Olivir, O-L-I-V-I-R. It's an olive leaf extract. Kind of interesting um, how it came about. Um, right, it's not just, yeah, it's not just any olive leaf extract, because no. people think that all olive leaf extracts are the same. Well, it's not. Um, in most of the research on olive leaf extracts started in the 60s, yeah, Upjohn, where Upjohn, which mm-hmm. is a, a pharmaceutical company, found that when they put it in a Petri dish, it killed anything. I mean, it, it killed the viruses, the bacteria, the fungus, parasites. It did everything. And they were like, man, we need to make a drug out of this. Yeah, we've got a gold mine here. Right. right? <laughs> so when they started doing the research, they found that when they put it in the body, it actually had a protein clinging property, which made it inactive. Right. It only worked for about 30 minutes. It was very short-lived because of the way that it clinged to the proteins. Right. So... They eventually dropped the research because they didn't know how to make it active. Well, in the 90s, there was a biotech company that one of the guys was kind of in with that research in the 60s and said, huh, I think we, I know how I can change that. So they did a proprietary method of production, mm-hmm. 
and they did take out that protein clinging property, and they were still able to preserve all the antiviral and antibacterial properties. Now, that is the olivir. They're the only ones that I know of that have that property. Uh, I've never seen another one that that, that would even talk about that property because they – well, There's a lot yeah. of olive leaf extracts out there, but we, we've them. only used the olivir, and we know how well it works. Well, we've tried some of the others and it over just, yeah, they it didn't, didn't, as well. they didn't tend to work as well. So and maybe that reason is because of how short-lived mm-hmm. it is in the body, and then the olivir is not. So olivir is something with its antiviral and antibacterial properties, definitely something you want to have in the medicine chest. Oh, yeah. You know, and like I say, at the first signs, if you've got that in the medicine chest, you know, and, and it, here's the scenario. You come home in the afternoon. Kind of throat's a little scratchy, kind of like, uh-oh, this is something's coming. All right, if you've got this stuff in your medicine chest, go grab you a scoop of arabinogalactin, a couple of these olive leaf extract yeah. at Olivier, and you're done. Yeah, the first two are our yeah. favorites. We're going to talk about a few other things yeah. that you can have in the medicine chest and right. other things that may help, but those are two of our favorites, and we've seen really good results over well, the years. clinically, we've seen some right. extraordinary results. And, then, uh, and with the Olivier, it has been tested against all the strands of flu. Mm-hmm. It's been tested against your common vir- common colds, and right. it shows effective against them all. Right. So it is not just to boost your immune system. No, Actually, it, doesn't. it doesn't. It doesn't boost, boost, it doesn't boost your immune system. Right. And it is something that we have used in people that... Even with uh, some, organ transplant right, people, that, that they can't take it. this stuff. Right. right. Yeah, you can't boost their immune system because they're on immunosuppressive But it is drugs. not right. an immune booster. It helps kill... The stuff that's in your body that shouldn't be there. And, and like I say, we clinically, you know, for the past 19 years uh, that we've had this particular product in hand, we've used it on just about every virus that you can think of, even stuff like hep C. We've had people that took it for hep- hepatitis C. And lowered their viral load. lowered their viral load. So, we've had one yeah. thing that I found that has worked on so well over the years. We have had multiple, multiple people come in. Now, this isn't necessarily cold and flu season, but they had staff. Right. And they had already taken four or five rounds of antibiotics, and it didn't phase the staff. We right. have found this to be very effective, and they can take the olive ear, and a lot of times it'll get rid of it when the antibiotics didn't touch it. So we have found, and now we do go pretty high doses, and yes. our olive ear, you can get olive ear, even that name brand, mm-hmm. in lower strengths. Right. We use one that's guaranteed to have 15% of larapin, and usually it essays that. It can be 15 to 20% of larapin. Usually, usually, usually essays, usually closer, essays to closer to 20 yeah. So, and we use a 500 milligram, and if somebody has something really bad, we might use six a day. Yes. Um, So you can use, it varies. And you can use this on small kids. Getting it in them sometimes is the thing because the taste is not perfect. It's not good. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, the the bad taste is what makes it work. Yeah. So you can't get an olivier that tastes good. (laughs) <laughs> no, you can't. And so That's getting true. that in a kid, we do have a capsule where you can open it and put it with a bite of applesauce or something like that, yeah. but Still it doesn't, doesn't, taste, doesn't good. taste good. But we have had people that can, you know. And oh, we have a lot yeah. of people give it to their two-year-olds. The oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. We've, we've used it in kids. It's just getting it in them is the harder That's, because they can't swallow. That's the problem. Now, something else that we always stress this time of year, and of course all the time of the year, but this time of year specifically, you want your vitamin C content to be really high. Right. And we, we use, you know, our, we come up with this one, this liposomal vitamin C, which is we took vitamin C and wrapped it up in something called lecithin, which, and we use this, the uh, sunflower lecithin, so no soy involved. And this lecithin wrapped around vitamin C makes our body absorb it much better. Regular vitamin C absorbs somewhere between 15 to 19 percent. Uh, this one absorbs somewhere around 90 to 93 percent. But keeping that vitamin C 
high actually is a known. And there is controversy. There's always the studies coming out, mm-hmm. vitamin C don't work, and then there's other studies that say no, vitamin C does. And yeah. it, I mean, it kind of goes back and forth. But yeah. they have shown, if you take it quick enough, it has been shown to cut, you know, about half the duration of a common cold. Right. Especially with people that have stress. And I f- find that that's most well, people that's nowadays. that's everybody. Right. So everybody. Linus Pauling had done tremendous amount of research on vitamin C and try you know they tried to say what he said was not accurate yeah. but there is other studies now that are showing that it is so yes. take your C and the liposomal C is your best form it sure is all right coming up on another break folks uh, when we come back we'll be continuing about things you need in your medicine chest see you right back There's something special about Doctors Nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy, folks. Uh, tonight, we're talking about things you need in your medicine chest. And we've covered some pretty good ground, uh, Janine. You know, we've covered the arabinogalactins and the, the olive leaf extract, our olivir, uh, and, of course, liposomal vitamin C. You know, something else that folks need, especially, you know, when you start talking about that upper respiratory thing, that cold and flus thing starting to catch on to you, that's sore, throat. first, sore throats and so on, zinc lozenges. Yes. Now, the research does say, though, you must take it within the first 24 hours to have any effectiveness. Or it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And that was according 
to a 2013 Cochrane review. Right. Now, the Mayo Clinic's theory on zinc and, you know, viruses, right. is, and cold viruses, is that it keeps it from replicating. So that's why it's so important to take it in the first 24 hours, because once it's already replicated, then it's almost too late. It's too late, yeah. Um, now, the recommended dose is about 75 milligrams, and it depends on the lozenge you use. It may be three or four lozenges a day. And that's just while you have the cold, because Short-term. we don't recommend that much zinc long-term. No. But, you know, th- these things are great. Like you said, this is something you want to keep in your medicine chest. And, you know, we even have some uh, females that will carry some in their purse because the first sign of a, a tickling in the throat or something, they'll go ahead and, and start taking, you know. Yeah, and zinc lozenges are so inexpensive. Oh, cheap, 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 cheap. I mean, they are so inexpensive. I, yeah. I mean, I I don't know the exact cost on ours, but I want to say $6, six dollars, you know, something yeah, like that. So, so it's, it's not cheap. a real expensive thing to actually keep in your medicine chest. So that's one that we do recommend. Highly recommend it. Now, when you talk about that upper respiratory tract infection, you know, the zinc lozenges are obviously a good start. But, you know, there's some things that are very specific to... Right, if, if you already are if you sick. Have now, a, if you're right. sick and you, you need something and it's not going away, we see right. a lot of people come in once they've been sick for a week or two. Yes. And they're like, I, cannot, I can't get over this. Right, and that's when, you know, the mucus in that upper respiratory tract starts becoming very thick and congested. And you can't breathe properly. You're not getting good oxygenation of the blood. You know, you name it. The the, the wrist list goes on there. One of the first things that we always turn to. I mean, obviously, we're going to do the like the olive leaf extract. Right. That's a biggie. But one of the things that'll help with that, specifically with that mucus problem in that upper respiratory tract, something called NAC or N-acetylcysteine. Worked wonders on that thick mucus. Yeah, it just helps break those break bonds. Right. And then it makes it to where you can have a productive cost, cough and maybe get some of that out of there. Right. Because um, as long as it stays congested, you can get more infection, and then you can even get bacterial infections on top of it. Right. So you want to get that mucus out. And right. so NAC is what they even use it in hospital settings. They do. Respirators and breathing treatments and things like that to break mucus. They do. You know, what's kind of funny is they'll use it like, okay, if you're down and out and in the hospital, but... You know, before you get there, you could probably prevent some of right. that being down you don't and out in the hospital. You don't want to wait you know? until you get to no. that point. Now, something else that we use, Janine, and that's that dimethylglycine, right. the DMG. And we use it even for immune boosters. Oh, I mean, it's not Lord. just, it, it yeah. really, it increases oxygen carrying capability, but at it the does. same time, it definitely increases the both cellular and humoral immunity. Yeah, I was going to say it, both, both, both sides, both of, sides the of the immune system. system. Right. And, you know, and we had a whole show on, on DMG. We do. We, we had a whole had one with Dr. With Kendall. With Kendall. Yeah. Which held a patent for or holds a patent for DMG, uh, and it like I said, he definitely you know goes into detail. So if you want to go back and listen to that show, but DMG is something that, and we even have a liquid DMG. It's another one that you can give an infant. I was going to say you can give that. Now this that's the the beauty of the two things that you can easily give uh, your infants, babies. I'm DMG and arabinoglactin. Arabinoglactin and DMG. And and it will, I promise you, it will make a world of difference if you've got a, a baby that's sick, you know, a year-old baby or two-year-old, whatever. You start giving them that arabinoglactin and that DMG, and their little their little bodies are going like 90 to nothing anyhow. So their their metabolism works so fast that you can actually get them on the road to recovery within, what, 24 to 48 yeah, hours? Yeah, because that's, you know? that's a very safe thing for kids oh, as safe. well. And everybody's totally always safe. wanting something for their kids. But you, like you said, you want it to be safe. I mean, right. you don't oh, definitely. You don't want to give them some sort of antibiotic or something that's going to cause a problem. So, And most of these things are viruses. You know, and yeah, most think. of the winter things. Now, if you have a strep or something uh, like that, you different. might have to you know, get an antibiotic. But yeah. most things that happen, especially the common colds and the flus, antibiotics don't help it. Right. They're not antivirals. Antibiotics are antibacterials. They're not antivirals. Yeah. 
Now, you know, once you get, if you know, like I say, you're building a prepped chest here, so to speak, of things you need to have on hand. Uh, I think it's a good idea to have that NAC and that DMG on hand as well. Yeah. So we've got several things you need. Now, there. we're going to list some other things oh, right now. I mean, like I said, you don't have to have everything that we say. The first no. ones that we talked about we think are the most important to have on right. hand. But there's other things that work as well. There are so many things in natural medicine that help the immune system. Um, unfortunately, in medicine, there's not a lot of immune boosters in nope. medicine, but there's no. many, many, many in natural medicine. There really are. Now, one big thing, and we talk about it probably show after show after show, is vitamin D levels. Vitamin D is essential. But that's not something you just take. That's not something that's in the medicine in chest. No. I was just say, that's something that you need to make sure your D levels stay normal all year round. I was going to say, you know, and especially, you know, one of the things that happens this time of year you know, we're out in the sun because of the weather and so on. We're out in the sun a little less and less. And if you are out there, you're covered up. So you don't get the exposure. Right. So you, your vitamin D level starts to drop. A lot of the new research, they've always thought that the cold weather brought cold and flu season. But some of the new research is pointing yeah. to the lack of vitamin D is what brings on cold and flu season. Because that is Because a big when stimulus, it right. is cold outside and you don't get exposed to the sun, mm-hmm. then your D levels drop and that affects your immune system. Certainly so that's does. not really something just to have for this season. It's a, it's a level to have checked in all your family members, not just in no. people that are older. Kids can be D deficient. Um, we see a abundance of vitamin D deficiency. It is probably an epidemic. I think so. It you is, do want to yeah. look at that, and you want to keep your levels normal, especially during the winter. Yeah, you know, and here's something that 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 we run into all the time. Folks had their vitamin D level checked three years ago. Haven't had it checked since then. Okay, three years ago it was low. Okay, are you are you taking vitamin D? No. No, I took it for a month. I took it for a month. Well, that My, ain't going to do it. Or, or I took it for a couple months. They rechecked it. It was really good, so they told me to stop. Okay. Now, that genius that told you to stop, you don't ever want to go back to them. Because okay? we, we see it, every person like that, if you were deficient to begin with. You're deficient, and you're not taking it, you're deficient. Then you're again. one that probably don't make it properly, or you have something that's blocking it, or you don't, you know. Or you just need more of it. Or you need more of it, right. right. And they have shown obese people need more vitamin D than people that are normal weight. They have done that. So even if you're only 10 pounds overweight. You may need more vitamin D. And we really do see, we have people that work outside. I had a guy that was shocked the other day. We're at the end of a summer here. So, I mean, we're we're already, we're still not cold. So, we're at the end of a summer. He works outside eight hours a day, and his vitamin D level was 19. Wow. And that's pretty low. That's real Um, low. And I'm like, it's really going to go down during the winter. And he's like, but I'm outside all the time. I was like, well, obviously, your body don't make it. But he is one that is severely insulin resistant. Uh, He has a blood sugar problem. uh, He did show, you know, early signs of. Um, pre-diabetes. Mm-hmm. So that all plays a role in your vitamin D. Right. And so getting the D levels checked, even if you work outside eight hours a day, you may still have low levels. So it's an easy level to check. It's not real expensive to do. And, and it's not an expensive nutrient to take. It's not. So right. it's something we always recommend doing. That's pretty much year round, but definitely this time of for year. the winter years. Yeah. Now something else that we like to keep in our medicine chest, and that's colloidal silver. Yes. And, you know, colloidal silver has so many uses. You know, uh, everything from conjunctivitis or pink eye, yeah. uh, it's great for that. But, you know, also, like if you start having that sore throat or something. You can something, gargle. You can gargle and swallow. And it really yeah, does make really a difference. Good. Now, I don't like colloidal silver long term. Like no, some people take colloidal silver every day not, of the year. And I'm, we don't we, do We're that. not proponents of doing that. Mm-mm. I do think short-term use is safe. Yes. And I think having it on hand to use for things 
And you can even snort it in your sinuses for mm-hmm. sinus infections. You can mm-hmm. put it in your ears for ear infections. You we can actually put it in have your it eyes. A, we actually have it as a spray for oh, a nasal do. spray. We have a nasal yeah. spray. We have a yeah. dropper bottle. We have it where you can do it by the teaspoon. So right. I do think the colloidal silver, ours that we use is Argentin. Right. Which is it a is very a professional strong, strength yeah. Yeah. colloidal silver. Very effective. Um, but that's something to have on hand. I, I really think, do I, think so. Yeah. I, you know, as far as something that's like essential in your medicine chest. And, you know, here's something else you can do with it. Even if you get like a cut, you wash it, it with there. soap and water and then, then rinse it out with, and then, you know, put that uh, colloidal silver on it. And you've got yourself a pretty good astringent there, too. We even have a gel. I mean, we, we have a gel that you is got colloidal silver in it for first aid, first aid type things and cuts. and. So that really needs to be your first know, aid kit. Silver can definitely um, work as an antiviral or an antibacterial. Yeah, because it ha- it kills just about anything it comes in right, contact with. Right, right. You know? So that's something to have in your medicine chest. Now, right. some of the common immune boosters that a lot of people have heard of, astragalus. Yeah, astragalus good is Good research big. on yeah, it. It really is. Elderberry. Elderberry is huge. Um, and I always recommend having it in your medicine chest, some sort of homeopathic cough medicine. Um, we carry a couple of them. Um, you can get them various places. But, you know, you want something instead of doing some of the real strong narcotic-type cough medicines. Right. Try something natural first and see if it works for you. And, you know, what we find is probably nine times out of ten, it does work very it well. It does. It works for most people. And um, it gives you some, you know, some relief and comfort there. So that's something that's worthwhile. There's even the mushroom combinations for the immune oh. system. And we even have a, something called immune response, right. um, which has your arabinogalactin that we talked about. Now, it's in lower doses because it's in a capsule. It has your astragalus, reishi mushroom, maitake mushroom, so it's a really good combination. Yeah, it's it's a. I, I think it's a really good one. Again, just to have in that medicine chest, uh, and you know, like I say, first signs, you want to grab something like that, start taking it in pretty good doses, and prevent this thing from actually getting a hold of you. Because that's the, the key to it is even if you even if you start having a cold or flu, if you can nip it in the bud and stop it before it really gets right. You we down. have another combination that. I do myself if I start feeling anything. The mycoimmune, yeah. um, it is nasty. It, it's one of those things stuff, that it's folks. a it's a liquid and it does not taste very good. It's tincture, but it is yes. a combination of all your mushrooms. Yeah, even, it's got the turkey tail and the, it has yeah, some of some, the exotic mushrooms, oh, yeah. but it really does work well at boosting that immune system. But it, it it's not the best tasting stuff. In the I world, was going to say, but it does work. Even I, who do not like the taste of the stuff, will take it if you start. I will take it. It's not my favorite stuff, but I will take it. Because it, it does, really does work. Right. I so, we, like I said, we do have quite a few different things that we can use to yeah. boost the immune system. And when we come back from the next break, we're going to talk about not just what to have in your medicine chest, but maybe other problems associated with the winter months. Yeah. So, uh, join us on the other side of this little break. Sure, it'll be something you can take home. There's something special about doctor's nutrition. Where else can you go to speak with an actual doctor without an appointment, without any cost, and receive consultation about your health? One thing's for sure. That kind of service is hard to come by. And with more and more confusion about Obamacare, Medicare, medical insurance, and the like, isn't it time that you exercised your right to choose when it comes to your own health care? That's why Doctors Nutrition is perfect for you. Doctors Jim and Janine Fox will sit down with you, talk about your health, order affordable lab work, and help you understand exactly what is happening to you. Then together, you'll continue the journey of living healthy and 
being healthy. And it's more than just words. It's evidence backed up by piles of relative research and years of practice. For your health, choose Doctors Nutrition. Call toll-free at 800-824-0194. Online at doctorsnutrition.com. There is a fact that we must all face. And that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, folks, to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. Tonight we've talked about things, uh, Janine, you know, that these, these folks listening to us need in their medicine chest because of the cold and flu season. But, you know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that comes up this time. Right. We're going to talk about these are more specific to different people. Not everybody needs uh, these in the, unless you have the problem. Um, so one of the biggest things you see with the winter is SAD. S-A-D. Seasonal Affective Disorder. Yes. Depression. And it, it is real. Um, it's and, very and real. It definitely, <laughs> when the sun starts changing and you start getting less sunlight, there's there's the serotonin changes. So mm-hmm. there's no doubt people have a lot of problems, especially in areas that are less sunny than others. Exactly. Um, it's known in Alaska and some of the uh, the Pacific Northwest and so on. It really you know, is. They, they have a lot of problem with it. You know. You know, one of the things they use for that is the light boxes. Yes, you know, and those spectrum. are very effective. And I tell very. people that have that. You know, invest in a light box. You can use it year after year after year. You know, you know, kind of off the subject a little bit there, but well, it's still on it. You know, we, something we did in our office because we are in an office environment every day. We installed rather than your regular light bulbs, we put LEDs in the um, that had the spectrum had, of had the, the sunlight. Full spectrum, right? What they call full spectrum um, LEDs. And you know, when you walk into the place, a lot of people. Notice that the lighting's different. And people they, say, I feel better in here. Yeah, and it's because of that lighting because, you know, we're stuck in there. You know, yeah, we're in there all so. day, so we yeah. want to also yeah. keep our ours better because, yeah. you know, we're, everybody's affected by it, um, yeah. some more than others. Now, another thing that a lot of people do is the 5-HTP or 5-hydroxytryptophan. Right. You know, and, you know, we have people, uh, uh, quite a few, that are bothered with this SAD or seasonal affective disorder, and they will take the 5-HTP in the wintertime. During summertime, when they're outside and they're, they're getting plenty they're of sunlight, okay. they're fine. Now, we have a lot of people take it year-round, well, we have that but it too. is something mm-hmm. that you can take during that time of the year. Now, we talked about vitamin D levels being so important just a little bit ago. Now, they're Same. also important on this. They've, they've, they've also shown as vitamin D levels drop, 
depression tends to raise. And they actually showed oh, just, uh, I don't know, a couple of shows back or so, we had in the news thing talking about vitamin D levels and, or vitamin D and the uh, fish oil, omega-3 fish oils yes. for the depression. And it really does work. It does. So in the omega-3, speaking of those, yes, they're also another problem that we have in the winter. Is dry skin. Dry skin. Oh, yeah. Um, and people that have dry skin, not that the omega-3s will completely make it not dry. A lot of times you still got to grease up, lotion yep. up, yep. Um, make sure you get the moisture in your skin. But the omega-3s internally definitely help. And the omega-3s have also, they've shown to have some immune-enhancing properties themselves. I mean, it's probably not the biggest immune booster that we would use first, but it no. does have some immune-enhancing properties. And along with the vitamin D, has been shown to help depression. And definitely, the omega threes by themselves help dry skin. They do, you know. And, and I'm one. I've had dry skin all my life. I mean, that's always been an issue with me in the wintertime is dry skin. And I, without the omega threes, I really would have problems. There's no doubt. Now, again, you know, I, I I think this is something that you you want because of the the skin gets dry, it loses its moisture and it loses some of its protection. So you want to keep it supple and you know well lubricated. The way you do that is you use a cream or lotion. But you want one that doesn't have a lot of chemicals. Right. In it. You want the ones that don't have your phthalates and don't yeah. have the, you the, know. Don't have the the, uh, the uh, fragrances, Fra- the artificial yes. fragrances, things right. like that in it. You know? So, you know, you want a, a really good one in that respect. But that's that's something that, that really, really Yeah, does. so definitely grease up internally and externally. <laughs> and externally, right. <laughs> <laughs> it does make a difference. Even, the, even really the flax oil. Now, we prefer fish oil when it comes to omega-3s. But when it comes to dry skin, the flax oil is beneficial. I have yeah. seen a lot of people where if they do a couple tablespoons of flax during the winter, it definitely helps with the skin as well. Right. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you know, some other things that can kind of happen in, in the wintertime, you know, cold weather, it's some of the things that can kind of trigger that, you know, that can be triggered, like asthma, for instance. Right. You know, and we have that compound that we use called T. asthmatica. Fantastic stuff for asthma. It is. And even the NAC and the DMG that we yes. talked about for upper respiratory problems also help with asthma. There's um, quite a bit of research on that, but the, especially the DMG. So mm-hmm. the DMG and the T asthmatica, you definitely do if you have the cold winter induced asthma, which many people do. Now, another thing that is increased during the winter is heart attacks. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, they find that more heart attacks happen in the winter. and Actually, they call it holiday heart. Right. And I think overeating is probably one of the – and so many people, well, when, this, when they stop going outside and they stop wearing bathing suits and they stop they, – they're wearing these big clothes and big sweaters, they start eating more because it doesn't matter if you pack on the weight, nobody can see it. Well, you know, this coming up holiday season, what, what's the typical fare for eating? Pies, cakes, yeah. cookies, puddings – you know, all the stuff that normally you might not eat. So this time of year, you have to be very, very diligent. Matter of fact, I was talking to a friend of ours just the other day, and she's a cardiologist, and she was laughing. She said, I never check anybody's lipids in this time of year. I said, <laughs> why? She said, my God, they're going to be terrible because of the holiday. Right. And I said, well, I guess you're right. And you said, you actually told her, well, uh, yeah. my, my habits don't change because yeah. it's the holiday. And she and was she, like, well, everybody else is doing She said, it. well, everybody else does. She said, because literally this time of year, you know, and, and, and she's one of our, our big cardiologists in the area, and she's really funny because she said, this time of year, I don't even look at their lipids because it's going to be terrible. And and you think about it, that's why people tend to have more heart attacks because they actually call it the holiday heart. Right. Uh, where, you know, you're overeating, you're not, ex- not exercising as much. Exactly. You know, overeating. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Be aware. And be aware. don't just 
um, eat well during the rest of the year and think that you can be bad during <laughs> during the holidays. So yeah, you know, maybe true. have that one day, not, you know, everybody does it for two months and that's just yeah, a that's little the much. Problem. Yeah. You know, if you have that one day, maybe you can, you can kind of recover from that. But if you, if you do it continuously, you know, and, and the bad thing about it is, you know, that this time of year, there's multiple uh, parties Right. You know, that we go to or get invited to. And you, you go to these multiple parties and people are having all these cakes and pies. All this temptation. You know, cakes and pies and cookies and all what, what, what is funny, and people think we're yeah. a little crazy because when we do go to anything, which we're, we're not the most social uh, yeah, I guess. people. But anyway, if we do go to some of these holiday parties, we eat before we go. And yep. we don't eat anything when we're there. And everybody's like, you're not going to eat anything? Right. Well, nope. <laughs> you know, I will occasionally see if there is, if I get hungry, I'll see if there's like a raw carrot to, to chew on or a celery stick or something like that to munch on. But as far as, and I don't use the dips because they're, you know, they're loaded with stuff I probably shouldn't eat. So anyhow, so I just kind of stay away from it. But you're right, you know, but if we go to something like that, people think, you've already eaten? I mean, they go to eat. And yeah, like, and we no. eat before we go. Right, we eat before we go, so I'm not tempted. I mean, you know, if you're full... Uh, and you go there, and they got all these pies. It's and easier cakes. Yeah. to resist. Eh, I'll pass. You know, so yeah, so that's that's a biggie. Now, something else coming up this time of year that's going to get worse is arthritis. Well, they the research has shown that technically the arthritis doesn't get worse because the degeneration they have not seen change during the winter. The but symptoms get worse. the symptoms get worse. The right. pain and the stiffness. Right. And they say there's no doubt when they do you know studies that everyone says that their arthritis, pain, and stiffness is worse during the winter. Um, but they have done things and shown that the degeneration's no worse, but right. it is probably from lack of movement and just the cold. The cold. And, well, and the you more know, you don't move, the worse right. arthritis tends to get. Well, you know, back to our, um, you know, our, our kinesiology and, and physiology of, of movement and so on. You know, and, and when you start looking at therapeutic uh, applications of heat and cold, cold stiffens tissue like an ice pack. It, it stiffens up a joint. It stiffens tissue. Yeah, it, slows, it stops the it, blood flow. It slows the blood flow. Right. So, okay, you get cold, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, out shoveling snow or, you know, just being in a cold environment. And if you got any of you guys out there that are hunters sitting in a deer stand and you can feel like it can only be 30 degrees, and which is not really that cold, but you can swear it was 30 below zero. After a while, your body's so stiff it can't hardly move. And if so, you, like I said, if you are in an area that has that mm-hmm. extreme cold, don't stay out in it too long. I mean, no. we don't have that problem in our area, and we don't see the hypothermia, but that is a big problem during the winter. It certainly and is. And that yeah. is, you know, you being aware and not staying out there too long. All right. Well, hopefully you have gained some useful knowledge tonight about things you need in your medicine chest, things you need to do to prepare for this time of year. You know, I, if you're not sick now, let's, let's get started so we don't get sick. All right, we're coming up on the end of the show. Um, Janine, I guess we'll have to uh, say goodbye for tonight. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with an interesting show. So, uh, folks, if you'll join us then uh, tonight, uh, we've given you some information that you can live healthy and be healthy with. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Doctors Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 